Hello and welcome to Fresh Inspiration with Fola Kamala Fem. Today I'm talking to you about God's favor and the fact that God's favor always shows up. When you need it the most, even just on a day-to-day basis, I want you to expect God's favor to show up for you. But to start with, I want to give you a definition of God's favor that we will use throughout our conversation on this series. And it is to say that God's favor is his overwhelming goodness and kindness in your life. Transcending everything known, normal or natural in this world for your constant good because he loves you. God's favor, the favor of God. He's overwhelming. I like that word overwhelming. It means it's more than you can imagine. It means it's overflowing. It means it's rushing towards you. His overwhelming goodness and kindness. The scripture says that God is good. And he's a good father who gives good gifts to his children. The scripture says every good and perfect gift comes. From above, it comes from our heavenly Father. So it is is overwhelming this rush of God's goodness and His kindness in your life, in my life, and it transcends. That means it is beyond everything that is known, normal or natural in this world. So you can't judge God's favor by what you see. It is more than knowledge, human knowledge. It is more than my intellect. It is more than I can reason it out. I can't reason it. I can't work it. I can't I can sort of map it out. It just comes. It, it's God's favor. It's supernatural. It is supernatural. It's a supernatural rush in my life and in your life. Of his overwhelming goodness and kindness. It is beyond what is known. When you see God's favor. You just experience it. You can't say why you've had that favor. You can say it's because I did one, two, three, four. So God chose to favor me. No. There's no formula to it. It is transcending. It transcends everything. That is known. That is normal. What is normal? Who defined normal? The world defines normal. They say it is normal for this and this to happen. It is normal for this and this. Sometimes it's normal for you to have a cold during the winter. Who said that? Who defined normal? Only God defines normal. So you and I should never like let nature or circumstances or people define normal. Our normal should be defined by the word of God. No matter how ridiculous it looks to this world. So God's favor is his overwhelming goodness and kindness in your life. Transcending everything that is known, natural or normal in this world. For your constant good. God is constantly wanting to show you good. God is 
constantly wanting to be good towards you. God is constantly working everything for your good. God is constantly sending angels on assignment for your good. God is constantly looking at and positioning you and setting you up for good. He said, I know the plans I have for you. Plans that are good and not evil to give you a hope and a future. So it's for your constant good. And the reason why, you ask me, why would God do all of this? Why? Because he loves you. So when you pull all of that together, I want you to say that God's favor is his overwhelming goodness and kindness in my life. It transcends everything known, natural or normal. For my constant good. Because he loves me. And I came to tell you today that favor will always show up for you. It's something you should experience every day. But I want to talk about in those most difficult moments, in those times when there is crisis, when there is difficulty, when there is persecution, when there is a challenge on you and on your faith, guess what will show up for you? Favor rushes in for you. And we're going to see an example of that in the book of Genesis chapter 6. When we look at a world crisis, a world crisis was going on in Genesis 6. And I know it feels like we have a world crisis today. So let's look at this world crisis that was happening in Genesis chapter 6. And it says in Genesis chapter 6, when we look at it from verse 5, and I'm going to read it to you in the AMP version. It says that the Lord saw the wickedness, the depravity of man, and he was great on the earth. And the Lord saw that all the imagination or the intents of the thoughts of the hearts of men were only evil. They just wanted to do evil. They just wanted to do harm. It was just wicked. And the Lord regretted, it says in verse 6, that he had made mankind on the earth and he was deeply grieved in, the, in his heart. So in verse 7, he says, the Lord said, I will destroy mankind whom I have created from the surface of the earth. Not only man, but also the animals and the crawling things and the birds of the air. Because it deeply grieves me to see mankind's sin. Sin. Sin is purely disobedience to God. Any act of man that is disobeying God is sin. And he said it grieved God because of that wickedness, because of that evil thought and imagination. It led to sin. And God was deeply grieved and he regretted that he made man. But in the midst of that, in verse 8, he says, but Noah. There was somebody called Noah. And the Bible says, but Noah. I like the but because suddenly it's like you're going in that direction and you turn because there's a but. But Noah found favor and grace in the eyes of the Lord. 
So here is God looking upon the whole world and he just sees the sin of mankind, grave sin, imaginations, wickedness, and he just sees it. And then in the midst of all of this, just imagine it, there is this one man that God sees called Noah. And the Bible says that this Noah was a righteous man in verse 9. It was a righteous man who had right standing with God. But when we go on to verse 11, it continues to describe this crisis situation that's in the world that is causing God to think about destroying the whole of mankind. It says the population of the earth was corrupt, absolutely depraved, spiritually and morally corrupt in God's sight. The land was filled with violence, desecration, infringement, outrage, assault, and lust for power. God looked on the earth, verse 12 says, and saw how debased and degenerate it was. For all humanity had corrupted their way on the earth and lost their direction, their true direction. And sometimes, believe you and me, that is not too far a description from what we see around us today. A world in crisis. A population of the whole earth in crisis. Wickedness. Evil happening all around. But see how God, in the midst of all of that, can spot this one man called Noah. And the Bible says that this one man called Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And he says Noah was a righteous man. Now you and I, the scripture tells us, have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you can declare that you have the favor of God on you because you are a righteous person. And I'm not talking about self-righteousness, which is what you do or don't do, which is based on whether you pray, didn't pray, you know, whether you ate, didn't eat, whether you attended church, didn't go to church, all of those kind of things. Of course, we do acts of righteousness. We do those things not to be righteous. We do those things because we are righteous. And because I have been made the righteousness of God, how did I become righteous? Because of the price that Jesus Christ paid for me. He paid the price. He paid a price and he gave me righteousness. So I became righteous not because of any price that I paid. I didn't do it. I could never do it. There was nothing. The Bible says, All of man's righteousness, self-righteousness, is like filthy rags before God. It's nothing. But because of Jesus, you and I, if you are born again today, if you have accepted Jesus into your heart, if you have said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, and he's living in you and his spirit is pumping (laughs) on the inside of you, You and I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. So when God looks upon the world today 
And yes, there is crisis. Yes, there is farming. Yes, there is scarcity. Yes, there are wars. Yes, there's all of those things. As it was described here, happening. Guess what? God sees you. He sees righteousness. He sees righteousness. He sees righteousness in Christ Jesus. And he says, I am going to show you favor. And that's what happened with Noah. And so, yes, God goes ahead. And as we reach through chapter 6 and chapter 7 and chapter 8, we see the earth destroyed by a flood. Now, but God gave Noah certain instructions. So he said, here is a man, is a righteous man. I will favor him. But I'm going to give him a set of instructions of what to do. Noah, you are to build an ark. Now, Noah, for the life of him, had never seen an ark before. And this is where faith comes into play and how it's important that to, to see the expression of God's favor, we have to walk with God. We have to walk in faith. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. All of this comes together. Because how is God going to manifest his favor? He's going to tell you to do something. Or he's going to send you somewhere. Or he's going to send people to you. He's got, there's going to be some type of act around it. And so you and I, knowing that we are favored because we are righteous, when things are happening around us, that's the time to pay attention to his instructions. That's the time to get into the word and say, Lord, speak to me because I know your favor is upon me and the lot of the world will not be my portion. They may face this, but I will face something very, very different because of righteousness. And we see that because that's what happened to Noah. So because Noah obeyed and went ahead and built an ark that he had never known about before. I mean, I can't even start to think how Noah imagined a flood. How can you imagine a flood flooding this whole earth and destroying the whole of mankind? I, it's even today, it's hard to comprehend. But God said it was going to happen. And God said, but you, Noah, will be different. Just follow me. Just follow my instructions. Just do what I tell you to do. Whether it makes sense or not. Remember we said it transcends what is known, what is normal, or what is natural in this world. So don't expect it always to make sense. Don't expect it always to, to fit in. Because it won't. But you see, because Noah obeyed God, the, sweet, the scripture tells us or lets us know that Noah and his family were provided for and they were protected when everything around them was being destroyed by the flood. Don't follow the norms. Don't follow everybody. Follow your heart. Follow God in your heart. And God will protect you. God will provide for you in the midst of a world crisis because of his favor on your life for righteousness' sake. That's what happened. Noah and his family 
were provided and protected for. Whereas everything else around them, chaos, floods, destruction was going on. But it did not touch them. It reminds us of Psalm 91. A thousand shall fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it does not come near you. Only with your eyes do you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge. Even the most high your dwelling place. Favor is on you today. Favor is on you today. And when you go on further in the book of Genesis... And you look at Genesis chapter 8. The Bible says in verse 1 that God remembered and thought kindly of Noah. That's what favor does. God will remember you because you are favored. God remembered Noah. He remembered him. And sometimes someone just needs to know that God remembers you. You are the righteousness of God. He sees righteousness and he sees favor and he will remember you. The scripture says that God, in, you know, it's, it's so easy when you think about the population of the world or the population of your city or even the population of the church to think, oh, well, I'm just this little bit in there. No, 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 no. God knows your name. God knows the number of hairs on your head. God remembers you. The Bible says that God remembered and thought kindly of Noah. Remember favor is his overwhelming goodness and kindness. You know, he's thinking kindly of you. So if God is thinking kindly of you, what is he going to do? He's going to show you kindness. If I think kindly of you, it will lead me to show you kindness. So God remembered Noah and he thought kindly of him. And as you read through chapter 8, you will see that because God remembered Noah and thought kindly of him, and after all the waters has gone and all of that, and Noah comes out of the ark, Noah, the Bible says in verse 20, says it builds an altar to the Lord. Noah built an altar to the Lord and he offered burnt offerings to the Lord on that altar. That is worship. We worship God. We worship the one that favors us. As you experience his favor every day and the workings of his favor, we worship him. We worship him as God remembers us, knowing that he does, and he's thinking kindly about you. What do you do? It leads us to worship. And in verse 21, he says, the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma of this worship that was rising up to him. Every time people built altars, it was an act of worship to God. And the Bible says that God smelt it and he was pleasing and he was soothing and he was satisfying. And he said something about Noah. Because of Noah, God says, I will never again curse the ground because of of man. I will never again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall never cease. Because of favor. It started because of favor. And because of favor, and because God remembered and thought kindly of Noah, 
and no one worshiping God. God says to himself. It's like the Lord didn't say, he didn't say this to Noah. The Lord said to himself, he was promising himself that I will never again do this. I will never again curse the earth. I will never again do that until today. God has never again done it because Noah found favor. He got God to say to himself things that he will never again do and things that he will do. You know, when you and I find favor and as we have found favor and as God shows up for us in this world crisis, guess what? God is promising us certain things that he will do because of his favor. But I want you to remember that as God showed up for Noah in a time of crisis, everything around him was wrong and going wrong, destroyed and destroyed. But Noah's story was very different. God provided for him. God protected him. God remembered him and thought kindly of him. And God changed his mind concerning mankind because of Noah as he worshipped God. So I just want to encourage you today to know that God's favor will always show up for you. It will always be there when you need it and it will be your experience every day in the name of Jesus. When the world is going down, you will be going up. When the world is shouting scarcity, lack, poverty, you will be shouting plenty, abundant and blessings. When the world is in darkness, you will be in light because God can spot you. God sees righteousness and righteousness draws out his favor upon your life. God bless.